0: Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Hello, my name is Jake Smith, and welcome to ChipChat Conversations in the Cloud. I would like to welcome VMware Fellow, longtime colleague and good friend, Raj Yavatkar. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Raj, or at least tell our listeners. I know you, so I don't want to be too familiar, but our listeners are going to get to know you for the first time today.
1: So, Raj I was at Intel for 18 years, 10 years of which, as an Intel Fellow, worked on lots of different systems, initiatives, and products. Currently, I'm leading VMware's initiative in hybrid cloud infrastructure to make sure that we deliver distributed automation for public and private cloud wow. so that we can bring in software-defined infrastructure very quickly and let people operate it automatically.
0: Well, that's pretty important because a lot of VMware's customers host their clouds on-site, and you're really building the next generation solutions to allow them to have the flexibility to do either. That's right. Can you talk a little bit about The public cloud efforts with EVO, SDDC, is that software-defined data center?
1: That's right. So the idea behind the software-defined data center manager or SDDC manager, that's our software product, is to provide automation for both day zero and day one plus operations. So you can quickly deploy a private cloud or a cloud instance based on an integrated system. So for example, we automate how you bring it up. Today, if you want to bring up a cloud instance. It might take you weeks or months from the time the equipment arrives and different pieces of software. We have automated the whole experience to f- down to few hours. And you are able to create that cloud instance both in the public cloud as well as a private cloud on-prem. So you get the same kind of experience. And once you bring it up, we also automate the day one operations like policy-based resource provisioning. So you want a workload for which you need certain capacity, certain performance, certain availability, certain security. You specify the policies, and we automate picking up the host, storage, networking out of the pool of resources and deploy that particular workload.
0: So EVO SDDC is really about providing for enterprise administrators and CIOs and director of hardware and architecture technologies. It's really about providing them the tools to compete with hyperscale computing.
1: Yeah, rather than compete, I would say provide a similar experience and so try to bridge the experience between on-prem cloud and public cloud.
0: So it's really a bridging technology as well as a core administration tool because you did talk about how it's able to provision applications. Can you go into the application workload provisioning capabilities a little sure. bit?
1: Yeah, so if we provide a new abstraction, we call it workload domain, which is equivalent to virtual private cloud that you get in a hyperscale provider. So with workload domain, you specify what your application needs. For example, you might have a dev test application where you don't really care about availability, but you care about performance. You specify your capacity requirements and we pick the host storage and create automatically resource provisioning. So you get a virtual private cloud just dedicated to that workload domain in a shared environment. Now, another workload, suppose you have SharePoint which has very high availability requirement, then we'll pick hosts and storage from different fault domains, so that in the case of a failure, you can continue to use your
0: workload. So you can have host domain provisioning and fault domain provisioning. That's right,
1: across storage, networking, compute. In addition, we also provide you micro-segmentation capability for security. So you can have firewall policies assigned at per VM level. You don't need physical firewalls. So think of it as security moving to the edges of the VMs rather than sitting in the central place like a firewall.
0: But at this point, you're taking security all the way to the workload. That's different than taking it to the edge. That's different than taking to the physical layer. You've actually taken it beyond the physical layer. Now you've taken it to the virtual layer around each specific VM.
1: That's right. And next step for us is to also take it to the container level. So not just VMs. If you have multiple containerized applications, we can apply policies at container level.
0: Now, can you still do that and have multiple operating systems functioning in this environment? Absolutely. The common abstraction we provide is virtual machine. On top of that, you
1: can have Windows, Linux, which are operating systems you want.
0: So you're providing the flexibility to be in a virtual environment, but now you're actually taking it one step further and you're providing an up-level of security, an up-level of administration, and the ability to use workload management and abstraction to increase flexibility of architecture inside of a data center.
1: That's right. And we are doing it across networking and storage also, not just compute.
0: Oh, wow. Most
1: of the customers today have compute virtualized.
0: Yes, they do. But
1: because of network and storage, you can do it
0: across all the resources. So you're combining resources. And I I think that was the nuance that I wasn't quite getting. It's not just the CPU. It's now the CPU, the networking, and the storage can be provisioned inside of that virtual machine. Wow, that's pretty spectacular. So can you talk a little bit about your vision for the future? You talked a little bit about we're we're going towards containers, but I know you have a vision beyond containers. So can you talk a little bit about that? So I like to
1: call it sort of tongue in cheek uh, 2020 vision for 2020 is to really deliver a self-healing, self-managing, self-repairing autonomous infrastructure for public and private cloud. So the idea is that enterprise IT should only focus on value-added services that they need to give to their customers. But the infrastructure should be really self-healing, self-repairing, and self-managing. And I think 2020 is not far away. But if you look at what Intel has now done with telemetry infrastructure, Intel created with Snap and all, all those directions indicate that with lots of big data analytics, plus the automation we are building, we can combine them to be able to deliver something that self-understanding, self-healing, self-managing infrastructure. That's the vision.
0: That sounds like really, really cool stuff. How do customers go from where they are today and get themselves on that path to get to that vision?
1: So there are two aspects of that. One is that our customer is enterprise IT. And their customers are driving them really quickly through DevOps culture to start building infrastructure which is very quick to come up and very quick to adapt to the changing environment. So if I'm an enterprise IT administrator, I'm already facing this demand from the customers. So we believe that if you start with this infrastructure, which is really automated with respect to not just day zero, but day one plus operations, Mm -hmm. then the journey is gradual. It will take some time, but by 2020, we should have all the pieces in place so that we can have a self-aware
0: infrastructure already being deployed. What are you seeing? What are the trends that you're hearing and seeing from enterprise IT customers that you work with? So I think uh, enterprise IT also
1: is a very wide spectrum. There are people who are leading edge, people who are always trying out new concepts. And there are other enterprise IT customers who, for good reasons, for business reasons, have to be very conservative. And they are finding increasingly that their so-called shadow IT which is internal customers directly going to hyperscale providers, is a big part of their budget that they need to address. And due to that, I think they are increasingly very open to see that they want to deploy new infrastructure, new ideas very quickly. And that's why you see things like storage virtualization are increasing 40% quarter over quarter. Wow. Network virtualization is also increasing 30% quarter over quarter.
0: 30% growth quarter over quarter is actually called hyper growth. So you're saying you're seeing hyper growth in storage and network virtualization right now.
1: The other trend I see is that earlier, if you wanted to go and sell a new product to the enterprise, mm-hmm. first you had to do a proof of concept. That took three months. Then they did a pilot. Then they went to production. I see increasingly people are willing to start with a pilot directly with actual workload in that pilot being deployed and then go to production environment, which is a big change. Which is a big change from the point of view of, am I talking about large manufacturers, large banks? They are changing. Uh, Another example I'll give a trend I see is that people have been talking about virtual desktops for a long time. And there are people who have deployed virtual desktops. But now people really see that virtual desktops that are hosted either in public cloud or private cloud is a great way to serve their customers, provide them very quickly the infrastructure they need. That's another example where
0: the infrastructure is moving pretty quickly. You know, you actually touched on it. The infrastructure is facilitating the ability to move to VDI, not VDI facilitating the ability of infrastructure to move people. Yeah. Where can people go and find out more about these new products that we talked about today? You just go to VMware.com,
1: and if you search, you will find information about it through blogs, through white papers, and so on.
0: Thank you, Raj Yavadkar, VMware fellow, former Intel employee, uh, still one of the smartest 10 men I know on the planet. It's been an honor to have you here. Uh, my name is Jake Smith. This has been Chip Chat, Conversations in the Cloud. Thank you, Jake.